The world's eyes were on Norway when on the 22nd of July a bomb blast hit government buildings in Oslo. A national tragedy for Norway as at least 91 people are killed in a twin bomb attack and shooting. Shortly afterwards more horror emerged as a gunman shot dozens of people on Utøya Island. It soon became apparent that the attack was motivated by a fear of multiculturalism. But is this really what integration and multiculturalism is about in Scandinavia? We're five British girls in our early 20s who are from different backgrounds. Victoria Bourne, Sarah Hajar, Georgia Orwell, Hina Sheikh, and Bethan Thomas. And we've spent four weeks in Norway trying to find out. This is World Beats in Oslo. Let the sun shine on me, no matter where I go, no matter what I do. So, what does integration, or even multiculturalism, mean? They're both big terms banded about without any real meaning. The Oslo World Music Festival is a melting pot of musical influences from various countries and seems like a good place for us to start. Alexandra Arketi Stolin is the festival director and I wanted to know what integration means to her. For me, I think in one sense that integration should be something natural. It takes time and uh, with the generations changing, with kids coming, growing up like myself, being from two different cultures, it will change. But I think there are some, uh, some employment issues that are quite important to solve because it's maybe easier for me to get this and this and this job than it is for a 50-year-old Somalian woman, for example. So I think maybe language is important to have some kind of plan in uh, learning Norwegian because you have to manage our language to cope in a society. And I think it's also really important to always fight against racism because I think there is a lot of racism uh, that we don't maybe are aware of in all parts of the society. It's not maybe so violent as you saw it in the summer this year. But I think there is a lot of people going on thinking that we are too many Muslims here, too many this, too many that, without really knowing the facts. So I think we need to get more facts on what's really happening in our country before some uh, ideas and, and meanings just flow freely. The festival is trying to achieve an all-inclusive atmosphere. Do you think that extends to the rest of Oslo? Personally, I'm half Norwegian, half Argentinian. I think there is a lot of of that kind of people here. But I think there are still some communities are quite strong within themselves, even though they are, might be good integrated. So for example, maybe I don't have so many friends, near friends that are from Somalia. I know a lot of people and uh, I'm quite open-minded. I think there is still some kind of cliques in our society which probably also is normal and there is also of course a division in the in the city city and where is the the more expensive part to live where it's cheaper you know things like that i don't see that we have an integration problem really but we have a way to go Jason Diakite is a Swedish rapper more commonly known as Timbuktu. He's big in Scandinavia. 
I'm meeting him in the lobby of the Nobel Peace Centre in Oslo just before he's going to speak at a conference, which is part of the festival, about his youth work in Senegal. It's rumoured that he was on Anders Bering Breivik's hit list and after the Norwegian massacre, he wrote an open letter which I asked him about. My father's a black man, my mother's a white woman. They're from the United States, but I was born and raised in Sweden. So for me, I've experienced racism all my life. And I think it's really, really sad to see how some people are so ignorant and so afraid and so sick that they do something as inhumane and terrible as this man did on, on July 22nd. And I think it's a real kind of wake-up call for the Scandinavian countries. You have a lot of people that uh, feel marginalized, and if you don't openly talk about these things, uh, some of the people who are the most sick or most extreme might uh, take to drastic measures. There's been a lot of right-wing extreme violence in Scandinavia, and I kind of get the, the sense that the governments of the Scandinavian countries don't address this issue with the amount of seriousness that it calls for. Although I must say that the Norwegian Prime Minister did a really good job in handling this national crisis that ensued after July 22nd. Do you think that multiculturalism in Scandinavia is being embraced? I'd say generally it's being embraced, but everybody's not always going to like everything. But I think in the long run, multiculturalism is inevitable, and it's always going to be a place where conflicts will you know, arise. But is natural and inevitable and unstoppable. So these right-wing extremists, they want to bring back the days of an ethnic homogenous Norway or Sweden. There's no way they'll ever win. You said you'd experienced racism in your life. Do you think that when you were thrust into the forefront of media, when you became an artist, did that help? Or Yeah, well, it was definitely less, but I still experienced some racism. Especially in Norway, the more kind of open kind, people call you names on the street and stuff like that. Two, three years ago, I was asked to leave a, a place in Trondheim, which is a large Norwegian city, because they didn't like people like me in there. And that was really shocking, uh, very upsetting, too. What was your reaction to that? No, I argued know. with them for a long time, and then I just said, uh, off, and then I left, you know. After arguing, it just went into basically shouting and then leaving. I, you know, it doesn't really help matters, but it becomes emotional. Luckily, that's a minority of people, anyway. There's no use in being afraid of other people, even though they have other opinions and opinions that strongly differ from your own. You need to confront them. That's, that's the only way to go about it. Numbers of immigrants, asylum seekers and foreign workers coming to Norway are rising, with the current immigrant population at around 601,000, which is roughly 1 in 10 people. People from Poland, Pakistan, Iraq, Somalia, Vietnam, Russia and Turkey, to mention a few countries, have chosen Norway as their new home. With so many people from different ethnicities arriving, how have people in Norway adjusted? Have these ethnic groups adapted to Norwegian society or is Norway facing some sort of an integration problem? People we've spoken to have told us that some ethnic groups manage to integrate better than others. So is this really the case and why? We've chosen to look at three immigrant communities in Norway, the Somali, Vietnamese and Pakistani. 
The first wave of immigrants from Pakistan were invited by Norway as guest workers in the early 70s, and now the Pakistani population in Norway is around 32,000 people. The first generation are generally seen to be a little less integrated than the second, maybe because they hold on to traditional values. We've been told that they tend to be mainly involved in the service industry, but we also found that the second generation Pakistanis have a strong presence in higher education, media and politics. From what we've seen, the Pakistani community is well integrated in Norway. I found a modern Pakistani restaurant. I was greeted by Shafkat Mohammed, who was eating chicken vindaloo with tandoori naan. He welcomed me to the table when I introduced myself. He started telling me how he came to Norway. The Pakistani community works very hard and the majority of Pakistanis have done service duties. For example, taxis, tubes and trams. In Oslo, I think 92% of Pakistanis are taxi drivers. Norwegians have made us feel very welcome, have given us rights, free health and given our children education. Whichever country provides these three services, living becomes a lot easier. So we have to give something back to the Norwegians, and in return, we pay tax. I have lived here 36 years and have had no problem. I live in a multicultural society and everyone around me is equal. We were allowed to build our place of worship and we get to celebrate Eid, as well as our other religions. We have Norwegians who come into Grunland just to see us celebrate and unite with us as one. When something happens, for example, July 22nd, we all united as one. When a human is hurt, we feel the pain also. EDL, the English Defence League, tried to come into Norway for power and fight against Islam and Muslims, but our government is so good that they did not grant permission. For many years we have had Norwegian neighbours who also own a restaurant, but we have never argued over competition. As they respect us, we respect them back. The biggest problem is the media. They do not understand our religion and our culture that they write and publish about. We respect every religion and every culture. We live in an area where there are Pakistanis, Indians, Bangladeshis, Arabs and Norwegians. We are one big family. Inside a theatre, the band Juju are sound checking ready for their performance. The cashier called me over as money keeps getting caught in the back of the tray and his hands are too big to retrieve it. I asked him how he came to Norway. My name is Yeli Fal. I'm from Senegal, originally Dakar. I have been living in Norway for like five years, working in different places. And what brought you to Norway? So I have met a girl from Norway. It was love. <laughs> so we made a baby and I have to come to help her to, to settle. First impression is like it's really cold place. Cold people sometimes. But when you start to meet them, they're really nice people. I thought Norway is not like a welcome country for religious, but that was the contrary. When I came to Norway, I found many mosques and people asking me about my religion, and I didn't have any problem for my religion. So I think it's, for me it's really uh, it's a nice place. Did you encounter any problems when you were working here? Uh, here they uh, just uh, give more chance to people or from Norway or from Scandinavia. So we, people from uh, Africa, we don't have that same chance. And we can see some kind of discrimination about job and sometimes first is the excuses are always the language. But I have showed them how I have been uh, really good for all the things. And uh, sometimes it's like uh, you need to work harder, harder than the others to get <laughs> at least the minimum. 
So, of course, sometimes people can think that we don't have anything anywhere else to settle down or to have a good job. So sometimes they treat you like, okay, you have to do it. So otherwise, it's uh, just go back home. So it's kind of a lack of respect sometimes. But that's what is uh, part of the challenge also. Of course, my son is Norwegian. I think I'm Norwegian in one way, and I like Norway. I like people in Norway, so... I think I am Norwegian in my heart, but I don't need to have the password to be Norwegian. In 1975, after the fall of Saigon, the end of the Vietnam War, the first wave of refugees arrived in Norway, and now around 20,000 people from a Vietnamese background have settled here. In May 2011, the Vietnamese Association in Norway launched a project to boost integration. But what we've heard is that they are already the best integrated non-Western community here. We see that the Vietnamese people don't just lend themselves to a particular industry being involved in everything from retail and service to public sector jobs. My name is Lynn. The restaurant's name is Saigon Lil Cafe. I came to Norway with my family in 1985. At that time I was uh, 11 years old. We, uh, our family is uh, escaping from Vietnam uh, with my age, uh, so it's easy to uh, fit in the Norwegian society. I learned the language quite fast. But for my parents, it's very difficult to, to learn language. So they got uh, much more problem than me. Uh, Earlier, I have been living outside Oslo. And I think when you're living outside, you have got more contact with neighborhood. I think it's more easier to get contact with neighborhood than you're living in an area with much uh, concentrate of different culture. Integration have to be um, a connection from both uh, Norwegian and, and, and different culture. Very important is the language is that we can understand each other. I think it's the most important is to learn Norwegian at first, but at the same time, they, they should also can learn their own language to understand their own culture, but the main, main languages have to be Norwegian, I think, because it's, they are growing up here. I'm walking, I'm walking, no destination, my path crossing, different situations. We caught up with Forza, a band playing at the Oslo World Music Festival. They formed in a centre for asylum seekers in Bergen on the west coast of Norway. The lead singer, Bobak, is originally from Iran. He compared Iran to Norway and told us about Norwegian attitudes towards asylum seekers. In Norway, it's like the culture here is not like Iran, where it's like you can come, but people like are very like closed into themselves and live their own lives, you know? They're so used to like doing the same things every day that things that happen around you isn't that important because you have to go to go to job, you go to your job, you know, and earn money and pay your rent and do all those things, right? So you feel that all these other things are just like fractions of none none of your business. So that makes a lot of problem for asylum seekers that come here, you know, because people can't understand the pain they've been through and the things they've done, things they've seen, right? So you can't like put yourself in the shoes of people that come from like places that are, you can't live in the city because people get killed and like harassed and all that. Because some people come with like other intentions, right? And mostly the media like these people. So they will portray them in the news like this guy came from Iraq, he's a terrorist, this guy came from here, he's that, you know? But what about like the one million other families that came that like go to work and 
pay tax and is a part of the system as much as like somebody that's born in the country. Ulla plays violin in the band. He's Norwegian and also thinks that it's not only the country's new residents who have to make an effort when it comes to integration. Norwegian people have an, a responsibility to go out and meet uh, new foreigners, to meet them and talk with them and become friends. And because now it's more, they live in the same areas and then they're like stuck apart. And so if they just meet up and, and get used to each other. As a band, Forza have faced many challenges. Forza means strength and hope because of how we started out in a refugee center. Some of the band members needed a lot of courage and strength and hope to accomplish what they have accomplished until now. Well, for example, uh, the percussionist, he shouldn't be here now if it was up to the Norwegian government. So he had to fight for his right, not to party, but to stay <laughs> in Norway, um, to be able to party. <laughs> From only a few hundred migrants in the 80s, the Somali population in Norway has been on the steady increase since the early 90s, when civil war began. Now there are more than 27,000 Somali people in Norway, mostly refugees. We've often heard them described as closed communities that haven't integrated well, and the media paints a negative image of Somali Norwegians. Unfortunately, we have experienced this negative side of the Somali people in Oslo. We went to Grönland to visit a Pakistani mosque, where we got such a warm welcome and were offered biscuits and tea. One of the men there walked us to the Somali mosque nearby, so that we could continue our investigation. But as he left, the mood turned sour. The Somalis refused to speak to us. They were intimidating and they wanted us gone. We never got past the front door of the mosque and as we headed home, our hearts were heavy with disappointment. I felt myself starting to judge and be prejudiced against the whole community. That was when we spotted Hannah through a furniture shop window. She was wearing a long black abaya dress and hijab and we thought she might be Somali so we walked in. Even before we spoke or told her who we were, she smiled and welcomed us. Hi, my name is Hannah Abdi. I'm from Somalia and I've lived in Norway since 1997. How well do you say the Somali community integrates in Norway? I think the Somali do not integrate that much and it's because the Somalis, we have civil war in Somalia and etc. And all of the Somali people and most of educated Somalis went to England and America. And the ones who live in Norway is from the village, they don't understand how important it is to be a part of the community and to do their part. What do you think can be done to help the problem? Education and the knowledge and to give them information, I think is that it's very important. How would you personally define integration? The more important one is the language. If you understand the language, you understand the community and you can do your part and we don't have to change our culture and etc. We have to just be ourselves and just talk to them and be one. After the massacre, we talked to a few people and they said before they knew who it was, mm. the initial response, there was quite aggressive, maybe abusive behaviour mm. towards Muslims. I heard a lot of uh, people that been seeing like racist comments. It's sad because anything happened, it's automatically people think it's the Muslims. And if they knew our uh, religion, they would know that kind of act is not part of Islam. 
I just heard that people ran home. They were scared. They were like, oh, my God, everybody thinks it's uh, the Muslims, so we better go home. The elder generation was relieved. They were like, oh, my God, thank God for it was not a Muslim that claiming that. So I think a lot of pressure went down from all the Muslims, and we were happy just like it's not a Muslim, and it affected everyone because we live in Norway, so... If things happen to Norwegians too, it's the same. But it was very sad that day. We're humans and uh, we don't like that kind of act. If it's Muslim and uh, Christian, whatever it is, we're all human. How well have you integrated? I've been growing in Norway and I have friends, Norwegian friends, and Somali, Pakistani, Arabic, but... I think I do my part. I live here and I can speak the Norwegian fluently. So thank God. But I think I've I've done it quite well. <laughs> do you remember the first day you came here? Yeah, it was snow and it was cold coming from Saudi Arabia. So it was uh, different. And uh, Europeans wore different clothes. I had a nice life here. Some people feel that Norway is facing an integration challenge, whereas others see a work in progress. Whilst everyone we've spoken to defines integration differently, they've all mentioned that language is vital for integrating into society, for getting work and for enjoying life. My name is Nico D. Uh, I'm a Norwegian reggae artist. I express myself uh, not only in Norwegian, but actually mostly in Patwa, Jamaican Patwa. It's a culture, the Jamaican music culture and general culture I've been very fascinated by since I was a youth. How do you describe your time in Jamaica? Does it feel like a home away from home? Jamaica, you know, is like a second home to me. Um, I had some success with my music there and I've been a lot in the media and on TV over there. So the three last times I came to Jamaica, the immigration officer actually, you know, looks at my passport twice and goes, "Yeah, me see you on TV, youth. Ah, who this? Ah, Nico, do this?" So you know, they recognize me and you know they say, "Welcome home." So I really feel like Jamaica is a second home to me. Jamaican people greet me with open arms. And what would you tell me your personal um, definition of integration is in Norway? I would say that the key to integrating any culture, I think that the language is extremely important. When you not speak the language, you can't really mingle with the people the way you want to. You know, language is is the key to communication. You know, so. If you can't communicate with anybody, you can't really integrate with them either, right? Would you say that Norway has an integration problem as such? I think it's being worked on. Uh, I think it's a lot worse in places like the UK and France, for example. I think being a small country, not having this imperialistic background or past or luggage, you know, I mean, I think I feel that we don't have uh, too problematic a relation with the people coming to this country. It's not just the Oslo World Music Festival that encourages creative influences from cultures outside of Norway. 
the Nordic Black Theatre in Grunland does too. Some of their productions tackle the issue of immigration and the theatre encourages people from all walks of life to join in. Cliff Moustache is the artistic director. He was born in the Seychelles and came to Norway 30 years ago. When I first came to this country as a director, I mean, I wanted to work with theatre and it was just impossible. I couldn't speak the language first and foremost. I had to do it in English or use music very much in the play I was doing. But then I found uh, that for me it was very important that we can at least have a place where for me it doesn't matter where people come from, but it just matters what we have in common. It's more or less, that's what I think Nordic Black Theatre has been for the past 20 years. We have no boundaries. Now in the past few years, I think also has become more and more diverse in itself because a lot of good influences are coming from the outside of the country and we feel that we want to be part of this new age. Cliff sees the term integration as a problem. I believe very much in inclusion, you know, when you include another in your little society, you know, in, you know, instead of integrated, you include them and people feel at home. When I feel included, I can contribute as much as I can, as much as possible. But when you feel, I don't really know if I'm integrated, then I tend to be not part of what's going on. I don't really feel I can contribute that much because I don't know if they accept me as integrated or not, you know. But if I know I'm included, I feel that I am included. It's inclusive in the setting there. Then I think I feel much more free to be part of everything. Concerts Norway work all year round to bring performers from around the world to a Norwegian audience. We saw Designation, which is a combination of a full orchestra with Bollywood songs and dancers. Charlotte Xavier is the guitarist of a Pakistani band called Fusion and told me how Norway is using these opportunities to bring cultures together. I think they have taken a wonderful step. It's a great initiative uh, on part of the Norwegian government to mix different cultures and it's absolutely imperative considering whatever politically is happening all over the world. There's a lot of chaos about people's ethnic background and where they come from, their colour, their, their religion. So I think it needs to happen at a grassroots level. From your childhood you need to understand different cultures and accept them embrace them because you know sometimes when you when you actually think about it it's a, it's a small world especially these days with the with the advent of internet and there's just so much communication happening everywhere so to me integration means bringing people together and that is what the world was meant to be like Multiculturalism is an ever-evolving process, and it's quite clear that Norway had a late start when you compare it to the UK. But despite recent events, it's clear that July 22nd is not what defines multiculturalism in Norway.